Welcome to the Real Deal of Parenting podcast with Abby Johnson and Regan Long. This show covers all things pertaining to motherhood with authenticity, insight, and a healthy dose of humor with topics from a Christian perspective, ranging from the everyday challenges of raising kids of all ages to high profile issues and current events facing families. There's something for everyone. We've got a great new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Morning, guys. We are live. We have the same scene, same environment, but a different face. <laughs> we have Mr. Johnson right. this morning. And he's off saving the world, so I got to fill in. Literally. <laughs> Doug and I always joke about, about it, but it's so true. I mean, Doug is, is Abby's husband, and your wife is just literally always off in different parts of the country <laughs> yeah yeah she uh this is a height of travel season so i'm, I'm not going to see her till thanksgiving i don't think it's so crazy abby's schedule she's i think just like in one week alone she was doing five different states or something right. like that right yeah she comes home to repack <laughs> hey honey yeah. <laughs> the kids a little bit repack and then get back out on the road again but you know we work hard and play hard like we, we had a lot of good family time over the summer and christmas right. a lot of people don't get that you know what i mean we just shove all the work into one little space and then we play for the rest of the year right yeah. i mean that's the way to do it and you two you have such a good marriage you have such a good family unit that you guys are just able to delegate it, compartmentalize, mm-hmm. do your stuff, make massive waves and impacts, and and just get it done. But it's right. hard because, like, you know, it's it's hard in both aspects. You know, it's it's hard work, you know, in draining what Abby's doing. It's hard work in draining what you're doing. It's funny because so you're a stay-at-home dad of eight. I mm-hmm. I have five and I always feel like most people I come in contact with, it's like, you know, they might have two kids or three kids. So it's like, yeah, I've got five. And they're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I met Abby, she's like, yeah, yeah. I've got eight. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're so like, I don't always have them all with me. And people are like, oh my, like the other day I went to a place called At Home to buy Halloween stuff. And I had six with me and this lady that worked there came She's like, are these all yours? I was like, yes, ma'am. That's not even all of them. I got two. No, get out of here. (laughs) And she was so impressed. Just thought it was so cool to see a big family. She called her best friend also worked there. It was back in the warehouse. And she called her up front just to look at our family. (laughs) (laughs) The best part, they're not all here. They're seven. (laughs) I had to explain the ages and who's who's a twin and like all that kind of stuff. And I I get a kick out of it. I'm always happy to do it. I'll show off my family anytime. But it it was a lot of fun. It was a fun little moment. And they all came up and said hi to her, like she was their new best friend. And it was a lot of fun. (laughs) And you know what's probably even like greater, and this is and I'm not trying to be sexist and, you know, with the roles and stuff, but there's something, and I'm sure people give you more credit when you have the kids all by yourself because there's that stigma attached mm-hmm. that like, oh, the dad's doing the mom a favor. Oh, the dad. Yeah, that the crap out of me as if it's not both of our job to do all the things. Right. When right. did going to the grocery store, how, how many single men 
what did they do before they got married? They couldn't go to the grocery store. So now all of a sudden they're married. They're not supposed to go to the grocery store anymore. Like, every time I go to the grocery store, it's like, oh, mom gets the day off and daddy gets to turn with the kids. I'm like, no, lady, this is my job. Like, I have to feed my kids. Come on now. <laughs> you know? And I, and I love that. And I love that. Like, because I feel like you're in the minority, Doug. I feel like you're in the minority because so many dads, no matter what households, but let, let's talk about, you know, where, where the parents are married. So many dads, there's that, there's that just the thing that it's supposed to be the mom doing it and the woman and, oh, you want me, do you, you want me to take the kids tonight? It's, it's like, no, it's like, it's, they're your children too. If they're 50% of your responsibility, you're not doing Abby a favor by taking care of the kids. So, and I love that. And you've never- I'm not a babysitter. They're my kids. Yeah. Yes. There was something and I'm trying to think of it and, and I would mess it up, but someone had went viral. She created this, she created this letter board and she had her husband beside her and she was like holding a crying baby. And it was something to the effect that, you know, the husband stayed up all night with the baby and she was like, and I didn't need to thank him for that. It was like something around that life. Like that's yeah. his job too. Right. Like, and sure he was happy to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know? we're, we're so, not these horrible people. <laughs> and it's like, and you, what we talk about at one of our bloggers, um, Agilon Stapley wrote this amazing piece the other day. Like where have all the manly, the men, manly men gone? Where have all mm -hmm. the manly men gone? And what I love it is like, you're the epitome of the, 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 the rugged, there's our girl. <laughs> We were just babysitting our, our, our kid right now. I do. See, full <laughs> reversal. Abby's babysitting falls now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Oh my gosh. But she wrote this amazing piece on where have all the, the manly men gone? Mm -hmm. And what I love about it is you are both those worlds. You're the rugged, fierce, like you're as manly as they get, you know? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and seriously, and you're just the, the dad that's just doing it too. That doesn't well, expect. I didn't grow up in a house where there was like, okay, these are mom's chores and these are dad's chores. It was always overlap. Like, yeah, I, my dad showed me how to mow the grass and how to change tires and change oil and, and hunt and sharpen my knife and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't mean my mom wasn't there doing it too. And my mom showed me how to fold laundry and do dishes. But there were times when my dad was standing there next to me doing it too. Like there was never, a, Hey, this is woman's work. This is man's work. And they, the two should never mix. It was always, this is family work. We're a family. This is what the family has to do. You know, like this is, we're all in this together. And I don't know, that's always made more sense to me. So, and I've, I think I've always been attracted to women who get that who are never like, well, I, I'm supposed to cook and clean. Like I love to cook. And most men I know love to cook. You know, a lot of families I know the man is the cook. And so I'll like, it's not like the Barones, you know, on uh, everybody that's Raymond. Yes, we love that. On this food. Make me a sandwich, you know, like that's. <laughs> well, and it's so funny, like Terry's the cook in our family. I'm not, I love to eat. Mm -hmm. I love to partake in it, but I don't pretend you know, sometimes I felt bad because I'm the woman 
and mm -hmm. I should be the one to do that. But it's just, it's not the case. Like, like God did not bless me with those talents. And people are like, Reagan, can't you just follow directions on the recipe? Like guys, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I don't it, just, it just, it doesn't work. Like the mm -hmm. other night, I literally, um, and just so, someone really quick, Lori said she loves, she loves my shirt. This is Abby and I's, this is from our store, The Real Deal of Parenting. They are okay. all mine. I think Abby has the shirt too. So everyone has to get yourself bought. <laughs> um, so the other night I was trying to make, um, literally, which I don't even like, but the kids like it. Um, what's the box stuff, Doug, where the noodles and the you put in hamburger, hamburger oh, helper. Yeah. Hamburger helper. Who can mess up hamburger helper? Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> because... So I was making a couple boxes of it, you know, to feed 19 people. That's you've got to get multiple boxes. And I was like, man, this does not look like enough pasta. So after Kendall's like, Kendall's like, mom, this isn't going to work. Like after the noodles were almost already boiled, I took some extra noodles of ours, throwing it in. Then half the noodles were cooked, half <laughs> were. Then the, the consistency to the sauce was not correct. And the kids are like, Mom, I don't think you did it right. I'm like, I didn't. Mommy didn't. But you know what? We're going to eat this. Yeah. Because there's people start. Options. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mess up. And it's like, I don't even do it. It's like, people think, oh, you probably play it up as a thing. I don't play it up as a thing, guys. I'm not a good cook. I can't do it. See, Abby is a very good cook. She just hates to do it. She really <laughs> hates cooking. So I'm like, eh, I like to do it. So we're fine. Right. Yeah. And I, and I know you guys use like your smoker and your grill a lot. Mm -hmm. Like Curry will do our grill, but I wish I could grill. I love grilled foods, but I'm the t I'm like, I'll blow the house up. I don't know the buttons. Yeah, sure. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'll blow the house up. I can't do it. It can be dangerous. But, but I love it. And I love that. I love how your guys' family works. And I love that you don't complain about it. And I even know sometimes I complain about it. You know, I was talking to my priest about it and I'm like, and I think we're all human. We're all guilty. You know, as parents, we all have stressful days. And, and sometimes I have to check myself on it because I'm like, I'm here with my children. I, yeah, this yeah. is my job. And you yeah, said yeah. something the other night to me, Doug, and I, and I, sh and I made it into a meme. It was so beautiful. Okay. Um, you were saying how you had had a hard day, especially with one of the twins, with mm -hmm. that, having a hard night. You were so you were like it was a stressful night of parenting. Yeah. And as much and you weren't complaining, you were just telling me about the stressful night, which I was laughing. Like Doug was telling me this with like a poker straight face, like, and it, I was like I had tears coming down laughing. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. What's that? My dog is. <laughs> but how you ended it and it was so it wasn't like cliche he was just so matter of fact but doug said you know what i'd rather have a hundred more of, the, of these stressful nights than one night away from my kids and mm -hmm. not meeting with them and yeah, i'm like yeah. wow that's like such great perspective like i love that well i try to say Every crazy story, it can become a funny story. It's, and I think when you share those stories, like that they're, but yeah, in the moment I was, my head was about to explode and you know, I was just frustrated as I'll get out. And I got me, 
Yeah, that was the same day I got hit in the face. I got caned in the face by a two-year-old. So, but I think when you share these stories, other other parents can relate, and they don't feel like they have to be perfect all the time. They're like, they can take a deep breath and be like, "Oh, okay, so I'm not the only one that can't get his four-year-old to sit down and eat a waffle," you know, because now we have to be a waffle story. And so, and I like the other day, only I was on. I'm on a parenting page, uh, Catholic stay-at-home parents, and it's moms and dads. It's almost equal stay-at-home dads and moms on this page. It was pretty impressive. And um, this woman was, like, just so distraught and beating herself up because um, she used a screen to calm her baby down to take a nap so she could take a nap. And she's like, please tell me I didn't ruin my baby. And, like, I hired a sleeping expert to help us out. I just couldn't take it anymore, and I – fix the screen on the swing. So my kid would just be quiet for me. I could have a break. And I'm like, and she was just, she thought she ruined her baby. Like she looked at She was distraught and very like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. I can say it was like, you were being unbelievably hard on yourself and whoever made you think what you did was wrong is evil. That person has no business talking to other parents. Because you should not feel bad about that. I'm not saying do it all the time, use it as a crutch. But you can't tell me that if, like, Betsy Lou Sue from 1872, churning butter, if you told her one day you could set this screen in front of your child and get all your chores done a little faster, she'd do it. Right. You know what I mean? We do these things because you just want to survive and get through the day. And, like, you can't rely on it and use it as a crutch all the time. But, come on, man. Like, give yourself a break. Yes. And it's so true. Like we have to give ourselves grace. And I think that comes with each child. And I'm sure you and Abby feel this way because it simply becomes survival mode, Mm -hmm. right? Like I know how differently we were with our first, like even it was like, you just learn, it's just trial and error. Like we did not make a sound bringing Kendall home. Like, shh, like when, when she was going to nap and sleep, it was like, it had to be complete silence. And then she would wake up with like any little pin drop. She was a terrible sleeper. Yeah. And then when we brought our second home, it's like bang the pots and pans, have the TV up loud. And uh-huh. Katie was our best sleeper. Do you know what I mean? So you just like, you learn. Mm-hmm. And and then it's also like the funny thing, because this is so true. Like you see, like with your kids with the pacifier, like even dirt and germs, you just worry mm-hmm. less. Like with Kendall, if her pacifier would have fallen out, it's like, oh my God, put it in a bag. I need to take it home. I need to boil it. I need to sterilize. Yeah. With Hayden, it was like, okay, where's a water bottle? Oh, yes, it was first kid, second kid, third, third kid. Third kid. Third kid. Yeah. kid, you're like, Right. <laughs> you know, the second one, it's like, give me a bottle of water, clean water, let me rinse it off. And then oh, yeah. the third one, I'm like, in my mouth, rinse it off, put it in the baby's mouth. Because <laughs> our, our, our two-year-old, he's our eighth, right? I have eight kids, our youngest, went outside with uh, a bag of the um, pretzel goldfish. Uh-huh. And he looked at it and then he just dumped it on the floor and sat down and ate it out of the driveway, like outside. Oh, he likes it. (laughs) It literally, when Abby was here with us, and like people need, and I'm sure people get this about Abby just by like anyone who has like met her in person or just seeing her speak. Abby's just so laid back. Mm -hmm. Like Abby's just very like calm and chill and just so laid back. You know, it takes a lot to just rile her up. And and of course, 
of course I'm like the opposite. I'm just like so intense. And <laughs> and so, hearing that about you, Reagan. <laughs> and so like we were out to when we were out to dinner, like the kids are like touching germs and all this stuff. And Abby's like, Reagan, it's like okay. And she was like saying, one of your kids with like the best immune systems, is it Alex? She's oh. like, Alex would like eat gum from like underneath, like harder, yeah. Harder. <laughs> you know? yep. She's like, you know, it's okay. They're gonna be okay. It's so gross, but it's like, <laughs> and you do. It's like I'm more weird with germs, but dirt. Like the thing with Bolton pouring the like crackers out in the driveway. That like dirt, I'm okay with. It's like, yeah, yeah. eat it out of the grass, eat it off the driveway. It's okay. How like look, build me, go lick, go lick the public bathroom stall so you can build your immunity. So <laughs> oh my god. Public bathrooms with kids and my kid like my fourth is obsessed with public restrooms. Every time we go somewhere, I beg her, Kelsey, go pee. Please go pee. I did, mom. I'm like, go again. And she'll even go again most of the time. And then we go somewhere. Oh, I've got to pee. She doesn't have to pee. She just wants to go in the public restroom. And it just, and it has nothing to do with this pandemic. It has nothing like that, like public bathrooms skis me out. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather go pull a car door open and pee by the car. Literally with people, I, I, like personally, I'd rather go pee by the car or pee by a tree. Go in the public. I can't do that. <laughs> we're in a parking lot and the store's all over there. Like, Dad, I got to pee. I'm like, yeah, we're not going in. You're peeing right. right. Pull, like the parent trick, like like pull two tours open side by yeah. side, put the kid over in the middle. Time to wash the tires on the car. Like we're, we're not going back in there. <laughs> Follow Doug and I for more parenting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. People are either going to be like, yeah. So relatable, or they're going to be like, "Yeah, those. What are they doing?" Belong like in some sort of parenting classes. I was like, "No, I'll be teaching it by the time it's over." Oh my gosh, that is so funny. But it's just, it's so true. Yeah. But so you know, I wanted to, and I love your, I love your page, Doug's page. Doug has a really good following. He runs his own page. It's called Doug on Tap, and Doug and Abby, they have very similar personalities. What I love about you guys. Hey, Kels, what I love about you guys, you're just, um, you're very blunt. You're very straightforward. You don't sugarcoat things. You're hilarious with stuff, but you're very, this is what it is. And so I'm not going to make it cute and pretty. I'm just going to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate that now in these times more than ever. So <clears throat> on your page, you know, you, you share a lot of parenting family stuff, but you share a lot of you know, political, I don't even want to call it just what's happening, you know, and this is what it is. Yeah. Um, I like to make just common sense, basic observations. I feel like people have forgotten how to do that now. And they, they like, just look at what's in front of you and make a common sense judgment call on this and stop listening to the talking heads that are getting paid to do this like and it's all about ratings for them and it's not about like what's in your best interest and people are like allow you know i love this thing now like parents need to be telling the schools how to teach our kids not the government like parents need to be telling the schools this is how we want our, our kids taught and what they want we don't do and don't want them to be taught in schools you have no business talking to them about like trans and gay or any sex at all like why is this coming up here 
why is it in a kindergarten class? ABCs, colors, you know, rainbows, simple stuff, not the rainbow gay pride flag. Like, why is that? And and how to um, pleasure yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's the, the, here's the thing, you know, and and people like you and I and Abby, you know, have been called conspiracy theorists, but now I joke and I told Doug and Abby, I'm like, we need a t-shirt that says conspiracy theorists turn profit. (laughs) (laughs) Everything we've all been saying for 18 months keeps check true check yeah. that's come true check that's happening right now right. And so and and it's so true and like here's the thing this like the indoctrination that's happening with our children like from as soon as they're stepping into the door it's not one of those it's it's happening it's factual you're, you're seeing it happen all around the country and it's just is doug and i are both former teachers yeah and what we're seeing happen everywhere, but more so in public schools, you know, Doug and Abby have their children in, in, in private Catholic school. <clears throat> I have pulled all of my children for the exception of one due to a particular reason, Caden in middle school, he's there's there certain reasons and he really wants to be there. Um, and however, if there's ever certain mandates, he would, he'd be out in a, in a heartbeat. Um, and, and my kids are doing private, online but it's like it's a time to really make sure you know what's happening at the schools because we know when you kids come home from school it's like oh how was your day oh fine what'd you do oh nothing what'd you learn oh i I don't know i don't know you know like that's your basic kid i mean my daughter came home and told me about how horrible her day was because somebody challenged her to a dance fight A dance fight. Like, Dad, do you even know? <laughs> and I was like, Ew. and I, oh, okay. 14 year old brain, 40 year old, three year old brain. This is, this is, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's like, okay, honey, what's a, what's a dance fight and what did you have to do? And then what happened next? What was the song? Was it Britney? Was it Usher? I don't know. Like, what's cool these days? I don't even know what kids are listening to. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and it's, and so it's, you know, you really, like half you have to dig and you have to be aware and it was it was projected before school even started it was projected that by the end of the school year by the end of 2022 that 1 million students would be pulled from public school and here we are the very beginning of the year September 2021 just under 1.5 million children have already been pulled from yeah. public schools well, and in California, I think they're expecting that number just in California alone. You're pretty soon. Oh, and poor California. My just my heart breaks. Like, and like you said, like you said, Doug, it's what's happening all over in in schools, in healthcare, in all job places with a hundred employees or more. It's it's like a true travesty and all you have to do is open your eyes. Like you said, just, just be smart and make basic observations. Right. You don't even have to be a true scientist and dig far. Just use your brain and make a basic observation. We shared yesterday on the real deal of parenting. Rihanna came out speaking of yeah. bars and singing. She came out making uh, with a shirt, making a political statement, something like use, use, what was it? Use logical sense. Think before it becomes illegal. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Something like something along those lines. And I was like, wow, this is great. Like people are finally like opening up their eyes a little bit and seeing what is going on. You know, you know it, what, what was the other girl? It's not Cardi B. Um. Uh, oh. I it's I know it's like her. Uh, it's not Kurt. Um, it's <sighs> yeah, she got like she said something about her cousin having issues with the, the right. shot. I'm not going to call it a vaccine because it's not a vaccine. <laughs> and uh, and she got like, no, you're a liar. That didn't happen. She's like, OK, well, we're going to see where this goes. <laughs> so she took him on. Nicki Minaj. Thank you. Nicki Minaj. That's right. And you know, you know what's fascinating about that story and all the backlash she's getting. And then she was, you know, because she's supposed to be a Democrat, like a liberal. Mm -hmm. And then she was, uh, did she talk with Tucker Carlson or something? I think she and a couple others. Well, that's what's happening. What's funny to me is all these conservatives talking. Like, it, I don't blame them. They're snatching them up. Like, yep, come on over here and tell your story. If they won't let you tell your story, we will. We'll give you the platform to do it. You know. Right. And that's just the thing. And here's everyone's sick of the political divide, right? Everyone's like, why does politics have to be involved? Well, it, it just is. But here is the beautiful thing that we are seeing. We're seeing mm -hmm. some of the left that are just getting sick of not having a voice, of being censored, of being canceled. No, hush. You're not supposed to talk about that. You're not supposed to ask questions. You're not supposed to share that. Yeah. But individual testimony, testimony that's 100% true. It's like, they're like, you know what? This is BS. Yeah. They're seeing it. And I think the last line of defense is actually going to be comedians, especially these comedians on the left, like the Bill Mars, Russell Brand even right now is like, yes, I like he's very liberal, still very left, but whoa. Like, we can't he's saying, yeah. Yes, and that is what's beautiful. And here's the thing, I don't, you know, I don't care what side you're on here. All I want, I want the truth to be able to be spoken. Mm -hmm. And all you and Abby and I always say and advocate for, especially in regards to people's health at this point and medical freedom and making informed decisions is simply all these doctors who are being fired, all these doctors who are getting death threats, all these world-renowned medical experts who are getting hate mail, putting their life on the line, putting their family's life on the line because they yeah. want to be able to go to sleep at night. They're, they're like, I'm going to have to answer to God someday mm -hmm. for my actions and staying a part of this who've left their jobs. <clears throat> what? If they're wrong, okay, if they're wrong, bring them on the nightly news, bring them on CNN, bring them on Fox News, question them, make a fool of them and put yeah. it to rest. Literally. Right. But they won't give them a voice. They won't give them a platform. And that's what should alarm everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just the silencing alone yes. is it's, it's disgusting and evil. And it has to stop. And we're seeing, you know, I know Trump fired a lot of people in his administration. And, oh, yeah. The firings are out of control. But it was over loyalty. Whereas with like Biden, it's over disagreeing with him saying something even a little bit out of line with what he wants to do like if you even step just one toenail out of line you're you're done like he fires people like uh removing everyone what was it, the singer they took off the arts board or yes the with with what was it with the national anthem or god bless the usa proud to be an american whatever that's an american yeah and uh like 
who cares? He's basically just trying to be like, you guys are too patriotic. We can't have that. We can't have all this patriotism. And this song promotes patriotism. So this, it's gone. It's canceled. You know? Lee, Brittany, we need to bring Brittany on the show. Lee Greenwood. Brittany. Yeah, that's it. Lee Greenwood. And I was like, I'm kidding you with this. I mean, this song gets people through sometimes. You know, this, this guy is a hero to so many. Right. And uh, to just be like, eh, it's too patriotic. We got to get rid of it. You know? You know, I say this every day, and I'm always like sending you and Abby messages. I'm like, guys, I can't. I just can't. We we need a shirt that says I just can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's it's just scary. And when we're talking about, you know, somebody like like a dictatorship and the return of communism, and all these all these things are happening right before our eyes, and it's. You know, yesterday at church, you know, I I thanked God. I'm like, Lord, I'm so blessed that you've given me a clear vision and you've lifted this veil for me. I'm so blessed that I've been able to see this all along. But with that comes, right, Doug, like such a heaviness. Like we, we've become impatient that some other people aren't seeing yet. More are. More are starting to see, Thank which God. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there's such a heaviness of like, how is there not like a red alarm going off for everybody right now? Yeah. And we're seeing, like, I saw this, this pastor being arrested yesterday in yeah. Canada. Yeah. This mm-hmm. man, and he didn't resist, you know, he got on his knees and put his hand for, for, for having his church opened. Right. Like, and this is Canada. We're not talking a third world country. We're not talking the poor souls that are that the Taliban is overtaken and if you know we're talking Canada our neighbor right and it's it's unthinkable to me people, um, see, people see that as safety not as oppression or uh just a trans crime you know and, and that's how it should be seen like this is over and how are they finding the cops to carry this out and I guess you know a lot of cops are quitting They're like I can't do this I'm not doing this for you yeah, we're seeing. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of of cops stand up, because again, when we're when we're calling on people, if it's about science and if it's about health and safety, there are things not lining up. Nothing is nothing is lining up or consistent. No, not at all. Like again, like questioning. This is Doug. No one has answered this yet. So I call on my on the Biden supporters who are watching this on the left, I call on anyone to answer this for me. I don't know if you've heard the answer yet. So if, if Biden truly wants to protect us, and if he is smart in his health administration, and if it is about our safety, and we have these mandates where people are getting losing their jobs, all of these people crossing our border, that they do not also have to abide by the same regulations, the same right. mandates. Tens of thousands, people infiltrating everywhere. And I'm not being I'm not being um, a smart aleck. I'm I'm, a, I'm actually I'd love an answer. Yeah. Why though? How does that not go against our regulations? Well, you know, here in Texas, we're, we keep getting told all oh, our COVID numbers are so bad, and I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're a lot of people, and no, it's not. They don't just have COVID, folks. They got all kinds of stuff they're bringing in that hasn't been treated on their side. It why. I, what I want to know is why aren't we trying to help these countries 
keep their citizens. Why aren't we making it so these places are a place that's safe to live? I don't know. Like that's, I guess, the compassionate Catholic in me is like, you know, we're supposed to love thy neighbor and help thy neighbor. Like so country to country. Why aren't we like instead of just letting them all in and like potentially destroy our country? Then if our country like falls, who's supposed to help them? And then we all just stick together, you know, like right. then we'll, so. And again, yes, as like as a Christian and in my motherly heart, like, my gosh, I, I hate to see any person suffer, no matter mm-hmm. where they're from, how old they are. Of course, I, I am much more t- to see any baby or child of any mm-hmm. age. Like, my gosh, if, if we could if I could help them all, I like I, I would do it. Right. But there has to be. Yeah, there, there, there has there has to be some lines drawn. There, there has to be a better way, and I just work, right. The point of missionary work is not to go in these countries and then bring them back. It's to go over there and improve right. it, and like help them do the work so that they have clean water and food and and things they need to survive and thrive. And the other thing is, you got to stop telling people that poverty equals misery. Like that these people are all unhappy, and right. we, we can. You may, are they suffering? Yeah, probably. And do they need more medicine and that sort of thing? Yeah, probably. But do they not smile and laugh and enjoy being with their families? Like, I, you know what I mean? Uh, like Abby and I were, there was a time when we first got married and our business expense was um, overdraft fees at the bank. That was our biggest bill, you know? I, so it's not like, I mean, and then they've been, and then they're living way more impoverished than that. So, I don't know, but we were never unhappy. We just worked towards something else right. and they don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling here, but no, but it's, but it's true. It's, it's, it's absolutely true. And big picture stuff here. We're just like, well, just let them in. And right. then and the people that don't want to let them in, call them meanie heads and uh, make sure they're, they're, they're the bad guys, even though we're just going to like do this unregulated, no control, completely wild. Like, and then as soon as somebody rides a horse behind a guy and a whip kind of comes out here or not a whip or a rain, it's okay. not a whip. And then everybody knows that we know that they know and everybody like they know that we know that they know that we know they're lying, but they're like going to just keep on lying. It's will not walk back that story, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just a crazy time to be alive. And, and what, you know, what I want to do, like I saw El Salvador, what their leader was doing did you see like the little packets or it's like they're almost like like cardboard lunch boxes or bags that they were giving people with with ivermectin and vitamins and everything that they would need if they get sick or preventative measures and i'm like oh wow imagine that imagine yeah. that for your people yeah you know but I, the elites i think they look down on those countries with such disgust that nothing they do could be right. Like there's no intelligence there because you know they can't get their country together. And same thing. I mean, I think that's how they look at the poor here. They they act like they're trying to help the poor, and they act like they're trying to help all these groups. They're really just standing on them and virtue signaling, like right. while they stand on their neck, and they're not trying to help anyone. So, and I honestly, I think I posted one time. I was like, with Trump in, at least I felt free to. To, to to achieve the American dream, to do whatever I wanted to do, to to right. get what, and then now it's like no, it's like right. I'm allowed to achieve whatever they tell me I can achieve. 
you know, and that's really. I don't know if it was if it was Joe Rogan or someone who was just which this is just a basic thought, but again, the more you keep, the more freedoms you keep taking away from people and telling them, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do that, the more they're going to rebel. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's like here and and here's the thing, you know, Abby and I often share when we talk about these pressing issues, these unprecedented issues, how does this affect family? How does this affect children? How is this about parenting? It's, it's everything to do with, with the family and parenting and our children's future. Because if, if we don't figure this stuff out real quick, this yeah. is, well, first of all, this is already affecting our children. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just handle it with more grace and feel, well, let's just comply. Just throw it on their face. Just do this. It's easier. We're not going to fight. It's just easier. That's all I hear. It's just easier, well, you know, to comply. Um, it's going, this burden is going to be so much bigger and so much heavier upon our children's shoulders mm-hmm. that they're going to be carrying and trying to figure out and deal with. So every, every one of these little things, little tiny things, we're going to build a big old wall with those bricks, like, you know, Pink Floyd song on right. the wall, right? Right. It's like, just comply with the mask. Just comply with the shots. Just comply here. Uh, no voter voter IDs is bad. You know, like we'll keep taking away right. like, integrity and freedom and all these kind of things. And then we're just going to see this wall building up until we're completely not free to do anything. And we just have it. These things happen a little bit at a time. I compare it to you. Know, how do we get with this? All this promiscuity and the tear breakdown of the family and all that. I'm like, well. Look at Playboy. It started out as like tasteful nudes, right? Everybody right. looks back at, oh, it's tasteful. It wasn't. It, yeah. it, well, then it kind of progressed into hardcore pornography. And then we have uh, human trafficking and the sex trade industry. It's a billion dollar industry. Did you know like movies? We have Blu ray because uh, the porn industry went with Blu ray. Like Hollywood and all the, the movie industry, they step back, they wait for pornography to see what sells for them, and then they pick that because pornography pulls in so much money. And so we wonder how we got there with a little bit of time. We're like, ah, it's just it's just a topless photo, just a little side boob. It's right? just moving a lot. Yep, it's so true. So a little bit at a time. Then here we are. The Super Bowl is the biggest sex trafficking day of the year, and nobody cares. Nobody says, Pete, yeah, no, we do. We just want to watch a football game. You know, it, it's easier that way. And so right. it's, yeah, people, you know, they don't, when we had on Tim Ballard, one of the biggest human trafficking advocates in the globe around, you know, in the globe, um, he's like, it's difficult to talk about. It's difficult to think about. Most people don't want to do it, but he's like, until people are so physically ill, to know what's happening, no one's going to do anything about it. Because again, it's like, well, as long as it's not one of my kids. Right. Same thing with abortion. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do it, but what you do over there, that's your thing. You know, everyone, it's just like, as long as it's not one of mine, as long as it's not in my house, what someone mm-hmm. does over there, that's their thing. And which gets a whole lot of nothing done. You know, no one's, it, it's not, moving the needle forward in the correct way. And so it just. Well, I'll tell you, okay. So 
we talk about like how does this affect our kids? Why don't we let Planned Parenthood teach sex ed in the schools? Well, I'll tell you why. At one in three women have had an abortion, right? That's a statistic. Well, I'm raising three girls. And so my job is not to teach them abortion is bad and evil and don't do it. It's to teach them if they get in a bind, they can come to me and it will support them. And if we don't teach them that, if we don't do that, guess what? Planned Parenthood's in our school teaching them, if you get in a bind, you can come to me and I'll take care of it. I'll take your $600 and take care of that problem for you. And like, oh, by the way, come back for, for uh, birth control that you're going to use incorrectly because what is it, 51% of women who have abortions were using birth control. Like they know what they're doing. And people are like, oh, no, it's not that insidious. It's, it's not this, this horrible, evil thing. They're really doing wonderful things for women. I was like, no, they're not. They're taking a loss on all these other things so they can sell abortions. And that's what they're doing. So as parents, we got to be with these school boards. We got to be in front of them and be like, I don't want this for my kids. Like, I'm sorry if this parent doesn't want to teach their kids sex ed, if, they, if they're prudes or they're too lazy or whatever their problem is, they don't want to do it. But I'm going to do it for my kids in my school and I don't, or in my home. And that's my job. They In school, they should be learning biology. They should, like, boys and girls should understand how the menstrual cycle works, right? Right. You know, because we all share in this fertility game together. There's always two people involved, one boy, one girl. Right. Single time. And uh, so why wouldn't we want boys and girls to understand biology and how that works? And right. and then we're, we're saying, oh, well, you got to take birth control. Well, they should know how every single form of birth control works. The, I, in my opinion, my basic observation, birth control is a crapshoot. It's a gamble no matter what. You're gambling with your fertility your health, you could die of a blood clot, all these other things, and you still can get pregnant. And then what? You've already had this mindset that I don't want this baby, so where are you going to go? Again, back to Planned Parenthood for an abortion. So it all just leads down this one road. So again, I'm th- like, you're talking about people, well, it's no big deal. What's that got to do with our kids? It has everything to do with our kids. Everything to do with our kids. This is the world they're going to grow up in. Yeah. And not just that. The kids are still in public school learning these things. My kids have to go to work with them, go to college with them and try to convince them. And they got to undo that brainwashing they went through and hopefully not get brainwashed themselves. In the process. You know what I mean? Because eventually you got to let them go. You can't wrap them up in bubble, bubble wrap and stick them in the basement. Right, right. It's you got to so, them out in the world. So, it's yeah. so no, I No, I love that. And, you know, I think that's, as we wrap, that's a perfect way to end because we have, you know, and I've had these conversations with my older children. Um, I'm like, not if you mess up, but when you mess up, I need you to come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have these, um, these like expectations. Like sometimes we, it's good to set expectations for your children. It's good to set the bar high but they're humans too. Like they are going to mess up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, so my oldest daughter, she's like, well, why do you think I'm going to mess up? Like, why do you think I'm going to make these mistakes? And I said, honey, because you're human. I'm not telling you this is a free pass to go do this or go do that. I'm not encouraging any of that, but I'm saying you're human. You're going to find yourself in situations like, oh my gosh, why am I here at this party? And I, my mom told me not to come. Mm -hmm. So now, you know what I mean? I'm like, so when you're there, I don't want you to think, oh, I need to get a ride home with someone who's been drinking. So my mom doesn't find it. No, 
I don't care if it's 2 a.m. and you're where I told you not to go. You call me. I will come get you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to deal with these things. Oh, you're. And you know what was so fascinating that I found out from Abby that I didn't realize this and it took me a second to process it, especially Christian family families. Abby had told me. And I, I'm not going to say the number. There's Fulton. That the abortion rate is so much like she told the number the number astounded me of how many christian women got abortions and i'm mm -hmm. like how does that make sense that it's so much higher she's like those are the easiest ones to guilt they would ask for prayer they would have the rosary in their hand i mean like yes. yes and that's like and then it made so much sense to me because even is, is a devout catholic woman myself when i have sinned and when i have fallen short I carry such shame and such guilt because I don't want to be letting God. And it's like, so there's that fine line where we have to tell our kids, like, no, we're, you know, we'll get through it together. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shield you through from the consequences. Like yes. I'm going to hug you and kiss you. I'm going to tell you, I love you. Tomorrow, I'm going to scream. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to make sure you understand that you are loved and we're going to get through this uh, together. But yeah. that doesn't mean you're not going to get a talking to. Right. Stop the cops from coming. Or like, if you got yourself in a big grind, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, horrible, like, as far as we're concerned, evil personified, right? Serial killer, everything he did. Right. You know what, how many interviews he had with his dad present with him? And that, that spoke volumes to me that his dad still was like, This is my son. Yeah, I know he did this evil thing. But even he, as a parent, took responsibility that he raised this monster, right? And he was always there with him. I, I, I feel like that's a good example of a father's love being like, I know, I know what he did, and I should be ashamed and I should leave and denounce him. But who else would he have? Like, no, he's in prison. He's suffering the consequences of his actions. All his other people are suffering too. But he's still my son, and that I think that that says a lot. And an extreme example. But, but no, but it's true. It needed. Yeah. Yes, I like that you showed that extreme. Yeah, and so we just got to be there. Like, yeah, like you said, you need to ride home from a party. You call me. Do not get in a car with a drunk ding dong, and like get yourself hurt. In fact, if he needs a ride, I'll take him to his dad. Right. You know, I'll come to all of you. I'll bring a bus. And I'll take all you goofballs home. And y'all owe me money tomorrow. Right. Right. You're going to be cleaning the garage tomorrow. <laughs> y'all are going to come paint my house after I right. <laughs> But it's good. But like kids need to know that. Mm -hmm. um, that when you mess up, mom and dad are the ones that you come to. We are yeah. the ones that are going to get you through it. We're going to help you problem solve. You're going to have your consequences, mm -hmm. but we are your safety nets. Right. And so I think those conversations, and again, those conversations shouldn't wait to happen when, when the, like a big catastrophe has already occurred. Those need to happen when things are going good. Yeah. You know? And so I love, I love that, that you brought that up because that's a great reminder. Fulton, you're just too cute. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows it. He knows he's entertaining. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, this was this was so much fun, Doug. We've got to oh, do it again. Are we doing it next week? Because Abby's going to be out of town. Whatever yes. you, you got me anytime you want me. I love it. I love it. So you guys have to check out Doug's page, Doug on Tap. Oh, okay. He yeah. tells it like it is. If you love Abby, you're going to love Doug. We are we are uh, experts at snark. Uh, <laughs> it, it bold and brave and just bold, brave, blunt. 
<laughs> yeah. And we don't apologize. We're, we're fine. Yes, if you don't like what we have to say, just be nice and tell us, and then we'll, we can talk about it. You yes. Know? I don't mind being challenged. It's fine. Yes. All I right. love it. I love it. All right, buddy. This was so much fun. Um, maybe next week. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at therealdealofparenting.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. Let's talk soon.